Hello, this is Emma Swift and you've landed in a very special place. You're on Planet X here on Community Radio 3CR. Good evening, you've tuned in to Planet X. Planet X. Planet X. Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by Hi, I'm Paul Elliott with another edition of And This One's Introduced By. And we'll be hearing the songs from Object Permanence, the first album by Melbourne post-punk outfit Hooper Crescent, who first burst onto the scene at the end of 2018 with a self-titled cassette EP. Hooper Crescent are a five-piece band, Gemma Helms, previously in Mares, playing her slinky bass guitar, Ash Sterling, Kate Allen, Ian Nigo, and Sam Cummings, who's here now to introduce the album for your enjoyment. So please, relax with Hooper Crescent. And this one's introduced by. Hi, my name is Sam Cummins from the Melbourne group Hooper Crescent. And I'm here to do the And This One's Introduced By segment on 3CR's show Planet X. It's a pleasure to have the opportunity to talk about our debut album called Object Permanence, which we dropped in July of 2020 on the great label Spoil Sport Records here in Australia and we're also lucky enough to have a European release through the Polax Records label based in Paris, France. This was an album that was recorded in the winter of 2019 in a town called Toulon. Uh, we had the pleasure of converting an old farmhouse into a studio. We had Mino Peric who plays in the band No Sister producing and engineering the album he did a great job of converting that old farmhouse into kind of makeshift studio we stayed there for a few nights and recorded the eight tracks for the record um so we were kind of sitting on these recordings for a long time and we were planning on releasing it at some point in 2020 then the pandemic hit we had to kind of reassess our plan i guess but thankfully we had recorded all of the initial tracking for the record as well as the overdubs so really we just needed to finish the mastering get the cover art together uh find a label to put it out which we which we did through spoil sport and polax uh and then decided just to to drop it because i guess we were going to be doing nothing else music related in 2020 so it was kind of nice to have a project to work on the track that opens the record is a song called Bible Studies and hopefully sets the tone for the album. It's always a hard choice to figure out what song is going to be the perfect opener for an album because if you're buying the record, if you're putting the the album on a streaming service like Spotify, then it's going to be the first thing that you hear. Uh, I think this song 
hopefully does a good job of setting the tone. There's no vocals for about a minute and a half, which I guess is always kind of a bold move, but hopefully instrumentally you get a real sense of what Hooper Crescent is all about, uh, sort of dueling guitars, slightly atonal um, instrumentation at times, a strong rhythm section that isn't necessarily kind of funky or dancey, but has a really rhythmic quality to it in the way that a lot of... I guess, late 70s, early 80s post-punk bands uh, had. Bands like Pylon and A Certain Ratio and Gang of Four were certainly reference points uh, throughout the album, but potentially on this track too. Um, But hopefully it has a modern sound too. I I really like the way the uh, ending of this song eventuated. I think that it's, it's quite powerful. I think Vocally, I was quite happy with how that came across and also the the band really packs a punch. So this is the opening track from the record Bible Studies.
The second track on the record is a track called Touchscreen. This was a track that was written quite late in the writing process and I believe was probably the last song that we wrote for the album. Initially, I I thought maybe this could have been the single for the album. There is a real pop quality to the songwriting despite the fact that it's based off of a quite dissonant guitar line or there's two guitar lines that are, are interwoven that create this strange atonal yet hopefully pleasant sounding melody and yeah it's a very upbeat song um it's got an almost devo-esque quality to the the sound i think uh it's a song that references new technologies and and smartphones and addictions to new technologies and things like smartphones um so there's a real really clear narrative to the song and it's probably a clearer narrative than any other song on the album there's it's kind of lacking in the obliqueness that perhaps some of the other songs on the album have so in that sense i think it could have really worked as a single uh but it didn't quite get over the line for whatever reason but i think it really suited the uh spot as the second track of the album following the exuberant ending of bible studies the first track i think that this kind of just continued continues on in the same gear um which gives the album a real momentum to to start it off and a lot of people have been in touch to say that they this is a, a song that really stands out to them. So that's always nice to hear. Um, I think that the song really came to life when we started to overdub instrumentation, uh, particularly Kate Allen's keyboards and synths. I think she did a great job of o- overdubbing her parts. And um, yeah, some of those more sort of synthetic uh, synth-like qualities that you hear throughout the throughout the song are her excellent overdubs and like I say it really brings the song together so this is touchscreen the second Cold hot screen The way it felt 
The third song on the album is a song called I Fell Backwards. I think it's at the longest track on the album. It's one that I am probably most proud of. I think you have an idea of what a song should be when you're writing it or even before you write it. Uh, then you write it and try and refine it. And generally, you get pretty close to where you want it to be, uh, but not always. And I think this is probably the track on the album that came out the closest to what I envisioned, which is kind of nice. It's probably, and I'm, I'm really basing that on the fact that it's the one song that I can listen back to and not sort of think, oh, we could have done this differently. Oh, oh I don't really like how that sounds. Um, and it's only ever stuff that you notice yourself. I don't think anyone else is really noticing it, but I'm happy with where this ended up. One of the things I like the most about this song is its use of repetition. I'm a big fan of of the use of repetition in songs. I think of bands like The Fall or Talking Heads and the way in which they sort of set up a foundation for a song through through repetition and through repeating, uh, you know, whether it's a, a drum line or a bass line, and then they kind of build the song from there. I think I Felt Backwards has a similar quality. There's the same sort of phrase that's repeated, uh, the same bass, guitar, and drum line that's repeated, and the verse is kind of built on top of that. Um, and then I think it does an interesting thing where it shifts gears slightly when the chorus comes in and there's a slightly more syncopated quality to the rhythm of the song that acts as a counterbalance to the kind of repetition that we'd been hearing for three minutes. And that creates a chorus in a way. Um, and it creates a hook just because it is a point of difference after you've just heard the same sort of thing over and over again. And then I also really love the outro of the song. I think it's probably when the band gets uh, its most jammy on the album, which is always good. You always want to kind of get lost in a jam. And I really like the the kind of main guitar melody and, and keyboard melody that is the centerpiece of that jam. Uh, and I think that builds tension re- in a really interesting way to, to end the track um, and then sort of dissipate, dissipates when the bass and drums fall away. And then we hear the last phrase of the, of the outro to finish off the song. So let's hear it now. This is I Fell Backwards from Object Permanence.
The third song on the album is a track called Constant Fascination and is maybe the closest thing to a ballad <laughs> that you'll hear on our album. It's probably the, the slowest song and maybe the most tender song, depending on your interpretation of it. Yeah, it's always nice to have a slower tempo song in the middle of some more raucous tracks. And I think that coming in at number four really made sense to kind of reset the the tone and mood of the album. And I think it's a real palate cleanser in that sense after we've just heard the kind of more jammy, rock heavy, I felt backwards. Um, yeah, you kind of resets the mood and we hear a slightly more tender side of Hooper Crescent. Uh, there's no drums for most of the track until it picks up and does what sounds to me like television inspired guitars, uh, which is a band that certainly was a big deal for me when I was picking up the guitar and, and discovering guitar music. Uh, Lucky Moon and Adventure are two albums that still, to me, are incredible works of guitar music and always are reference points for, for me when writing songs. And I was really happy to, to be able to inject some television-inspired stuff into this track. And I think that when the, the track does kind of kick into gear and the drums come in and those kind of dueling guitars... Uh, that are slightly television style come into things. I think it's kind of a a surprise because you've heard this kind of more laid back, slightly atonal uh, pop thing happening beforehand. And then it's a nice way to finish the track with a bit of uh, an instrumental jam in that fashion. Uh, So yeah, a bit of a point of difference to kind of reset the mood of the album at track four. Uh, Let's hear it now. This is Constant Fascination. to be It looks good to me 
The next track on the album is a song called Logos and ended up becoming the first single for the album. Uh, and the way that came about was, I guess you just want to try and make a statement when you first put out a song. I think we released our first single maybe as early as April or May. Um, and it was the first taster of, of the debut album. It was the first time we'd actually put out music um, recorded by the new lineup too with, with Gemma Helms and Ash Sterling uh, joining the band. Uh, between our last release, the cassette, and this debut album. So it was kind of a way to really showcase the new sound of the band. And I think Logos does a really good job of showcasing our new sound. It also has a slightly more smooth pop component to a lot of the song, particularly the verses and choruses. And I guess you always have to be thinking about that when you release a single. Well, you don't have to, but um, you want some people to listen to it. And we're not really an established band, so we really wanted people to be listening to the song. What I like about the song is it has those pop melodies throughout it, but then the outro is a very punchy, slightly off-the-wall, off-kilter outro. Um, and it's really catchy in in the way that I like music to be catchy, which is, yeah, slightly strange and dissonant, but really rhythmic and, um, and and hopefully interesting. And I think that the outro achieves that. The band sounding really great across this this track. I love the rhythm section of, of Gemma on bass and, and Ash on drums on this track. I think they really set the foundation um, for, for the whole song and, and you hear them straight away in the intro. And I think that they, they really set the tone and, and, and um, build the foundation for the song f- from there. So let's jump into it now. This is Logos, uh, the first single and the fifth track on Object Permanence.
Next song on the album is a song called Sour Fruit, which is probably the oldest song on the album. I think it was the first song that we wrote together as a new band when Gemma and Ash joined the group. Um, so kind of sentimental in that way. The first time we we managed to write a song together and I had a lot of the song written, but it was so nice to bring my parts of the song to the group and then for us to finish it a- as a group. Uh, I remember... Uh, yeah, Gemma came up with this great outro because we were trying to figure out how to finish the song. And yeah, she had a really um, interesting line that the sort of um, yeah, slightly abrupt way that the song ends was, yeah, definitely a, a really interesting idea from Gemma. So uh, I think once we wrote this song, I realized that this this band's kind of worked and, and there was a cohesion to the group of people that we had got together for it. So I'm sentimental. <laughs> Uh, when listening to this song for that reason. I think it's a song that, yeah, holds up still too. I'm maybe a little bit sick of uh, listening to it now just because we've been playing it for so long, but um, a lot of people still haven't heard it. So it's that thing where you always have to kind of remove your own perspective um, and subjectivity from from a track because, you, you know, people are going to enjoy it in different ways to how you enjoy it or don't enjoy it. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely still think it, it, it holds up. It's probably a, a song that references maybe more contemporary styles of art rock and post-punk. I'm reminded of bands like Women, that great band from Canada, or even Parquet Courts at times. I can really hear that in, in the songwriting, and I guess they were bands that I was listening to around the time that it was written. So nice to hear the kind of more contemporary post-punk lineage come through on this track, Sour Fruit.
next song on the album and the penultimate track is a track called Two Hour Park. And without peeling back the curtain too much of the process of putting this album together, this is probably my least favorite song on the album, but that is totally just my own personal perspective because um, I know a lot of other people enjoy listening to it. So I shouldn't even really be saying that I don't like it, but here I am. I need something to say about Two Hour Park, so that's what I'm going to say about it. It started from uh, a riff that I came up with when I was messing around with some alternate tuning. You can hear that in the in the kind of dissonant quality of of the song, but it does have that melodic quality to it, and and it goes back to a real philosophy of the band for me, which is a collision of um, melody and dissonance. And I think this this song does have that. I, I, maybe it just could be refined more in my head, um, and perhaps we can redo the song at some point on another album if I can't get over this thing about this song. But uh, don't take my word for it. See if you like it yourself. Let's listen to it now. This is Two Hour Park from... I parked in your spot again I'm sorry that I can't pretend There's nothing real about the way it feels And that's the last thing you ever said I stepped on your cigarette It's nothing that I don't regret There's nothing real about the way I feel And it's the last thing you ever said So 
final song on Object Permanence is a track called Strike Like Gold, also quite an old song. It's what it's a sort of riff and a, a structure that I've been messing around with for a long time. And if I'm going to really peel back the curtain, this is my attempt at writing a fall-like song, um, which I think you can probably hear that in there if if you're a fan of the fall. Uh, but hopefully it sounds like us too. Um, yeah, I really like this song. I think it's a cool way to end the album. And, and much like opening a track, uh, sorry, opening an album, you really want to bookend your record in an effective way uh, by closing the record with it with a good track and i think strike like gold does that i think it makes a real statement it's an interesting punctuation i've been talking about dissonance a lot in this recording and um i think that this is our most dissonant song but like a good fall song it, it might be dissonant but there's a good drive to it there's great repetition hopefully it's catchy and it's in its rhythmic quality and I think maybe is a bit of a hint to where the band could go if we were to go down that slightly more noisy, dissonant path, which I'm always interested in. And now we've kind of got an album out of the way. People know who we are. They kind of know what to expect from the band. Um, And we've done the slightly more pop sheen thing on some of these, these tracks. It could be cool to go down the path of something a little bit more noisy and dissonant. Or we might just make a pop record next, who knows, um, because we haven't written the album yet. But this is a nice way to finish our debut record, and I hope that you feel the same way. Uh, Thanks for listening to me chat about our album. It's been an honor to kind of pick it apart in this way. Uh, Let's listen to the last song on the album now. This is Strike Like Gold.
We just heard from Sam Cummings introduce tracks from Object Permanence, the first album by Hooper Crescent. And thanks to Sam for specially recording those introductions for And This One's Introduced By on 3CR. If you'd like to support Hooper Crescent, please check out their Bandcamp page. Since we've a few minutes to spare until the end of the program, I thought we might spin a few tracks by artists that Hooper Crescent are influenced by. Starting with a song from a great album released way back in 1980, Fasila by The Feelies from the album Crazy Rhythms. Thomas here. Thanks for supporting Community Radio 3CR. Keep music alive. Keep listening.
brothers and sisters, we all need, we all need to come together to fight, fight the greed. They're inventing pain for the short-term gain. We need to bounce, regain.
We just heard three tracks by groups who've influenced the sound of Hooper Crescent. My guests on and this one's influenced by, starting with the Feelies from their 1980 album Crazy Rhythms. Feast on My Heart from Pylon's first album, also released in 1980. And lastly, Bouncy Bouncy from A Certain Ratio from their brand new album, ACR Loco. I'm Dr. Gonzo, here on 3CR. Thanks for listening.